are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We are getting so much closer to the Vegas Bowl as ASU gets to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. We've been waiting for this game for a while, ever since that game against U of A. They have not played a football game since. So a lot of downtime in between, a lot of previewing this upcoming game. But we're going to talk about that game a little bit more today and give our final preview tomorrow. As far as today's episode goes, we're going to be talking a little bit of Sun Devils basketball for you, giving our thoughts on the best and worst case scenarios for the remainder of the season. They're going to be talking about some COVID issues coming up with the Vegas Bowl as it's already impacting some other bowl games around the country and how that could impact the Arizona State Sun Devils. Then we're going to be finishing up with the jerseys they're going to be wearing and kind of reminiscing on the past jerseys of this season uh, and maybe giving uh, some of our favorites from this season as well. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Speaking of flat, uh, platforms, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios and find my co-host, Richie Bradshaw, at Richie Brads with a Z. 36. Hey, that's me. That is you. And we also have a Twitter page, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure to give us a, a, a follow on Twitter, uh, favorite our content, retweet it, argue with us on social media. It doesn't matter. We just want to interact with you guys there. Uh, we also have podcasts that come out Monday through Friday. You can subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcast. Richie, day before game day, my man. Are, are we excited about the Vegas Bowl? Are we still pretty nervous? No, uh, I'm actually pretty excited. I feel pretty confident with it, all things considered. It's just, it's one of those things, Connor, as we'll talk about uh, later tonight and tomorrow heading into the game. We know exactly what they want to do. It's just a matter of, are we going to be able to execute? And, and you're confident in that? A confident in not being able to execute. I, I just need more clarity. That's all I'm asking for. Um, I, 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 I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's a great question, and I'm glad you asked, Connor. Anyways, um, yeah, one, one more day until that game. We'll, we'll kind of see how that goes there. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit of Sun Devils basketball. So not playing a game until January 8th, to our knowledge, they haven't reached out to any other schools to schedule any sort of uh, scrimmage or anything like that. We have confirmed uh, Bobby Hurley gave a, a kind of quick talk earlier today saying that, uh, or I should say on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was Tuesday, final answer. But they are practicing uh, after the Christmas break. So players are back in the gym getting some reps in, but not quite the same as game action. So next upcoming game is going to be against Arizona here at Tempe. Not feeling so good about that game. So as far as best and worst case scenarios goes, we're not going to be talking each individual game per se. But let's talk about the, the standings, I guess, for a second. So we're talking before the podcast. I didn't realize how little uh, of the conference schedule has been played by the Pac-12 so far. Uh, the most any team has played has been two. There are several teams uh, such as Arizona and UCLA uh, doing, uh, sorry, due to games getting postponed who have not played that second conference game yet. Uh, as well as Washington, who hasn't played any conference games so far this season. The rest of the conference has played two, with USC sitting at the top at 2-0. and Then you have a slew of teams, Colorado, Stanford, Utah, Cal, Washington State, and ASU, all sitting at 1-1, one and one, and then both the Oregon schools sitting at 0-2. So a lot of time left in between these conference games. That being said, ASU has 18 games remaining on their schedule if we factor back in 
uh, the games against USC and UCLA towards the end of the regular season. Richie, is it is it fair to say the games against those two schools as well as, as U of A are, are probably all losses? Probably. Uh, I mean, on the surface, it definitely would appear that way. There, there's just there's so much of a talent deficiency between Arizona State and those three schools right there. There's a reason that all three of them are in the top 10 in the conference right now, or not just conference and the entire college football basketball landscape is they're all top 10, top nine teams, if we're being more specific. And it just, Connor, as you know, there's just a difference. Arizona State has not been able to execute as good as what we were hoping they would be able to do this year, whether whether it's because of the Bagley injury or because of inconsistencies shooting from anywhere on the court to bad, bad uh, offense and too many turnovers, bad coaching. There's just a lot of stuff that's added up to a sub 500 and subpar expectations kind of season for the Sun Devils. Looking yep. at those three games, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it matters where the game is being played right now. It just feels like a loss. Yeah. I, I if you set those six games and said like the over under on any of those wins, uh, as far as the straight up money line, uh, it's set at like 0.5. Oh man, that's six games. Like you like to think anything can happen, but it, it feels like with a talent and you said it best. I think you said talent deficiency. I, I think that's completely accurate. Um, in between those four schools, or I guess I should say three schools and ASU, that it just doesn't feel too likely. But then you hit the stretch of Utah, Colorado, Cal, and Stanford, who aren't bad per se, but no one necessarily feels like they've hit their stride as far as basketball goes. Do I, I think ASU gets a couple wins in there? I, I do. Do they have the ability to at least go like two and two? We'll see. I, I think a lot of that depends on Marcus Bagley and how he impacts his team coming back. If he does, I don't think we're any better than like a three and one in that stretch, but I also don't think we get swept. Then you come back uh, to those next three games against Arizona, USC, and UCLA that we had just talked about before, probably losses. So if we're doing some like quick math, that is a total of, uh, let's just count uh, U of A since that's their next game. In their next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, we're saying they're probably going to lose against uh, all the ranked teams inside the top 10. So that adds four losses onto their conference record. So we're saying they're going to be one and five. And let's say they go two and two. Does that sound fair, Richie, unless you have an opinion otherwise? No, uh, I, I, Utah. that feels like best case scenario. Yeah, it, it just, uh, unless Bagley seriously provides a spark when he comes back or, or something changes for this team. Uh, some of the other teams have injury or, or players are out with COVID that they weren't expecting. Like, again, sports are weird and things happen, but let's say they go two and two uh, in that same stretch. So now they're up to, what's that, put them at three and seven in conference play. Oof. Then they hit that t- uh, tough stretch again uh, against the three ranked schools. Uh, so that would put them at three and 10 in conference play, finishing out the year where currently they don't face another ranked opponent. Uh, well, wow, I didn't do quick math very well because now we have to add on the uh, US. I was going to say, you, you still got to add on those two games that got delayed. I I think I already did. I, I, I believe I did. Either way, what we're predicting for them to, to happen is really not to have a, uh, a winning season, at least in, in overall conference play. But since their overall record in general is just sitting at five and seven, uh, unless they really take care of business against your Washingtons, your Oregons, um, as well as like Utah, Colorado, some of those other schools, it doesn't, the outlook does not look very good for the Sun Devils basketball team. No. And unfortunately, I mean, we, we kind of went into the season knowing that 
you you kind of had to set the expectations low. But at the same time, Connor, we came into this season also believing that you needed to be competitive and that you needed to find a way into the top half of your conference and compete for a a spot in the March Madness bracket. But right now, outlook is bleak for that kind of outcome. And it, there's all sorts of different different reasons that that might be the case because we we haven't been at a hundred percent. And we also haven't really seen this team at its full potential, but it, it goes beyond some of the injuries. It, it's, there's so many factors that have come into play. Like I mentioned earlier, just, it's like the perfect storm of how to ruin a season right now. So unfortunately it just, the, the season already feels like a wash and we're 12 games in that's, not ideal, Connor, but I, I don't know. There's plenty of time to turn it around. Who knows? Maybe this break is what the team needed to figure out how to execute more properly and get back on the right track towards winning basketball games again. But we'll see. Unfortunately, I feel like we got to kind of continue to temper our expectations. And oh, it's almost like uh, like that saying uh, it's from the Spider-Man movie. It's not from Spider-Man, but it's it's a quote from MJ and she says expect to be disappointed and you'll never be disappointed. So I feel like that's kind of where we're at with the Sun Devils right now. Expect to be disappointed and you'll never be disappointed. Well, let me ask you this real realistic scenario. Can ASU get to 500 in conference play this season? Oh, Connor, that's so tough because like I'm just looking about- for a yes or no, man. Like yeah, I don't want you to dance around that. Yes or no, are they going to get to 500? I, I right now would say no, because the conference is strong. I, I mean, really, really good. And it just feels like we're, we've talked about before. It feels like we're like the 10th or 11th best team. We're not the 12th, but like 10 or 11. So it's, it's yeah. hard to see a scenario where we're above 500 in conference play. All right. That's fair. So with 18 games remaining, as far as conference games go, we've decided they're going to get six losses added onto that from the teams ranked inside the top 10, more than likely. Uh, puts them at one and seven. That leaves uh, essentially what would be uh, 12 games remaining. Um, if you just split that and you go six and six, you're adding six wins on, that would put you at seven. Richie, I'm going to give you the over-under at seven and a half wins in conference play for the Sun Devils team. You taking the over on that? No, I'll take the under. Okay. So basically against teams that are not USC, Arizona, or UCLA, basically we're saying ASU's kind of at best going to go 500, which, Hey, like if we're wrong about that, we'll gladly be wrong about that. Uh, but at, at the moment, there's nothing about this ASU team that's giving us a ton of hope. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. They have a long break right now, 20 days in between games. Maybe that's going to be something that's good for them. And we see a totally new Sun Devils team uh, when they come out of it, but who knows? So with that, we're going to move on to a little bit more football center topics as we do have the Vegas bowl coming up. There are some confirmed COVID cases so far on both sides. We do have some names, I believe, in the Washington locker room, but nothing specifically yet for the Sun Devils. But we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. So right now we're going to talk to you about one of our our favorite sponsors, Built Bar. We're going to talk to you about one of our favorite sponsors, Built Bar. It's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. 
and it makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll actually want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three. You might be thinking this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, good news for you. Bill bar is covered in hundred percent real chocolate. Here's the best part. Most of them contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs, dozens, dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way you'll be able to enjoy a delicious built bar. You can almost count it as a workout with so many different flavors too, like coconut almond and peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. Make sure to check out Built.com often and see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code 15% off, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Well, thank you so much for making Locked on Sundables your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview for 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview is currently live now. Connor Andrios and Richie Bradshaw here talking with you about some Vegas Bowl updates for the Sun Devils. Uh, it sounds like Wisconsin's got a couple confirmed COVID cases. Uh, from this article that I'm reading, there are multiple sources close to the program, that program being Wisconsin, saying that both players uh, and staffers tested positive in recent days and that the Badgers will be shorthanded when they face Arizona State. Thursday in the Las Vegas Bowl. A lot of them are sick so far. Sick is all we know, whether it is uh, currently COVID. Assuming that they said tested positive in that, I'm going to assume so. It sounds like they're uh, the same thing with their women's basketball program uh, and men's basketball program. Also had to recently cancel games because of COVID-19 issues. Richie, there's been five, I think it's five bowl games so far this year uh, that have been canceled due to COVID already. And I think there was like 18 last year and a lot of them were probably more precautionary last year than anything else uh five going into this bowl game season with i think third it's the numbers around 30 i think for the number of remaining bowl games left and we don't know anything about like any of the actual playoff teams so uh, anything we say aside like health is the most important thing for all these players so if a, a game is canceled specifically if it's asu or wisconsin obviously we hope everybody that has been testing positive, hope the best for them and their families. Uh, football is great, but not more important than uh, fighting everything they've got going on. So, Richie, you're actually going to the game with the opportunity for that game to potentially get canceled. I mean, thoughts on a potential COVID outbreak for ASU versus Wisconsin? Uh, is this potentially going to be an impactful uh, scenario for either team? I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for the game to get played. I will be checking into yep. Vegas with our good friend, Donnie Druin, who will be joining the podcast tomorrow. Spoiler alert. But I, obviously I want to go to this game for a multitude of reasons. I want to cover it. I want to see the football game while I'm out in Vegas. I want to enjoy my time and make it feel like I didn't go out there for nothing. But at the same time, there's plenty to do in Vegas. Me and Donnie can catch a show or head to the tables and all sorts of stuff. Like I, we'll find stuff to do, but the big priority is being to go to this football game. And at the same at the same time, don't get me wrong, I am more for player health and safety than anything else. And if canceling this bowl game is what 
both teams feel the need to do is then power to them because we should definitely be prioritizing these young people's health not even just young people. I mean, everyone's health. It's not just the players, the coaching staffs, but also the fans who are going to this game. We need to make sure that we're taking care of everything right now, especially with the state of the world and all these new variants coming out. I mean, I, I know people personally who are starting to come down with it. So we need to make sure that no matter what, the number one priority for this game is safety. Could agree more. I, I don't want to spin this necessarily into a positive situation, but how this is actually positively impacting another school uh, with Boise state withdrawing from the Arizona bowl because of COVID issues. Uh, Central Michigan was their opponent is now going to be playing Washington state in the sun bowl. However, there's a difference in payout from a tweet that I'm seeing. Central Michigan was going to make 175,000 for playing in the Arizona bowl. Richie, do you know how much they make now they play in the Sun Bowl against the Power 5 opponent? At more than $5 is my gamble. It's definitely more than 175000 that they were going to receive. It's now $2.3 million. Woo, so that's, for, that's, a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of jerseys. Yeah, at, at least for the school. So at least it, it's a somewhat positive situation for Central Michigan. But obviously, again, we hope the best for Boise State. Now let's switch focus back to the, the ASU-Wisconsin game. Is outside of quarterbacks, because that is, I mean, I guess in a team that doesn't pass the ball a ton, is there a player you're more concerned being out all either give you offense or defense for ASU that would really like impact your, um, just your confidence in ASU being able to take on Wisconsin and winning? Anyone in that front seven, literally anyone. You, you take away Tyler Davis or uh, Tyler Johnson, excuse me, D, DJ Davidson. Merlin Robertson, Kyle Soley, Eric Gentry, Omar Norman Lott. Those are just the names off the top of my head. You take away any of those guys, and suddenly I'm a little less confident against a team that runs the football as well, if not better than anybody else in the conference. Those are the guys that I would be most concerned with if if they had to miss the game. And, and again, our priority is the health. But talking from a football scope of everything, if any of those guys ended up out of the game, I would be very worried about what Wisconsin can do to us. Au contraire, mon frere. Uh, I asked you to pick one player, and you gave me the entire front seven. Now, I hear yes. what you're saying. Those players obviously are clearly important, uh, but I think you'd be probably more concerned with a, a Tyler Johnson missing time versus a uh, Kyle Soldi. Uh, so if you had to pick one player in that front, I'm give you the least confidence of ASU getting this win you have to pick one player in that front seven now one player one player um yeah Tyler Correct. Johnson get the edge setter and a good run defender definitely Tyler Johnson I was gonna say it's him or, or probably DJ Davidson for me um I, I'm just thinking about that run game uh regardless of whether they try to run up the middle or the outside I wouldn't see why if you have uh uh, uh Braylon Allen who's like what did we say yesterday six two two thirty eight whatever the heck he was yeah, uh, some, dude's a mammoth. Massive. So there's no reason, no reason to run on the outside. So as far as the defense goes, I completely agree. Now it gets a little bit more interesting because I, I think the answer is Jaden Daniels as far as the offense goes, just because of how much uh, or how often I should say the quarterback touches the ball. Uh, but considering we're taking quarterbacks out of the equation, now let's take one more um, one player on the offense, Richie. One player on the offense. Well, here's the problem is you don't have any of your running backs. Um, yep. it, 
I feel like it has to be Jaden, right? You take away your quarterback who uh, just captains and navigates the offense. It, yeah, it. I feel like it's got to be Jaden. Outside of quarterbacks, I'm, I, we're on the same line of thinking. Uh, Daniel Nagata, even though he might not be the biggest name per se, considering you're already missing Rashad White and Chip Train, I'm like losing the third guy in your depth chart, who we think is still a talented guy, would leave you with uh, Jackson Key. I, I think George Hart, if he's playing, ultimately not a lot. Maybe a lot of either quarterback design runs, uh, maybe passing through the air by like, throwing screens to Ricky Pierce all or something like that. Uh, I, I think losing Daniel Nagata um, would probably be your biggest loss, I think, on the offense. Sure, like a, uh, maybe even somebody on their offensive line, which could be could be the reason there. So Yeah, like Kellen D uh, or Donovan West. Games Exactly, exactly. Like, we just, as you had said towards the beginning of, of this part of the podcast, like, obviously we want this game to be played. If for whatever reason the game does get canceled because the powers that be decide this game isn't safe, okay, totally understandable. Health and safety is the most important thing for these teams. So uh, hopefully they're able to play this game uh, and come away unscathed. But if there are positive cases so far, totally get in the next like 48 hours or, or whatever we have until game time, like 24, 48 hours, uh, that if that's the decision that's made, understandable. That being said, we hope everyone on both sides of the ball get to play. And another reason why it's I, I never want to beat a team and for the other fan base to be able to say, well, in this case, maybe we didn't have Braylon Allen because he had tested positive right before the game. We didn't have him, right? I never want to give my opponent excuses as to why they win. If they're as strong as they can possibly be and we still win, that's the best kind of victory. So if this game's played, obviously we, we hope the best for both sides uh, and both teams being able to play all coaches as well. So uh, nobody major as, as far as like big, big names on uh, either team have tested positive. Um, I, I think I did mention earlier in the podcast, I thought I saw a list of names somewhere, but it's, it's not in this article like I thought it was. So um, Wisconsin sounds like they could be shorthanded, but not necessarily big name starters. So we'll see how that impacts this team. Um, it, it should be hopefully a very good game. Uh, I, I'm curious, again, if each team decides to pass a little bit more, more so on the ASU side because they're missing their, their running backs. But we're going to get into more of a preview of that tomorrow as we do our full and final preview of the Vegas Bowl with our good friend Donnie Druin joining that podcast, Richie, as you had mentioned earlier. Yeah, our, our, now, our last football preview for the for the year. Or, yep, for 2021. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely make it a good one. You're not going to want to miss that episode. Uh, but now we're going to move on to which, uh, essentially we're going to be comparing the new jerseys that ASU is going to be sporting during this game. Uh, but before that, I want to talk to you about BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowls season and pro football playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use that promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't want to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available to you. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, Richie, I, I think we can talk about ASU's uniforms, and very, very rarely do they ever miss. Never. Even if, even if there's been some uniforms this season that we would say, you know what, that's probably not my favorite. I definitely think they're worst uniforms. There's they definitely have better worst uniforms than other teams' best uniforms. 
right? Like, we're not going to come out and say that they have the best uniforms in the nation because that's a flat out lie because they also play uh, in the same conference as Oregon. But that being said, uh, Richie, I'm trying to pull up the picture as we have right now. Um, these uniforms, give us your general thoughts uh, and maybe kind of how they compare to some of the others this season. I, I love the jerseys that they came out with. I don't know about you. The the one thing that I also really enjoy about them, Connor, is the the Vegas strip that they have on the very back of the helmet. So uh, underneath everything that you're looking at, uh, uh, helmet wise, it's like the copper the copper look of it again. But they've got they've got on the very back on the bottom of it the 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 overall look of the strip. Considering they're going to the Vegas Bowl. They're the gold with the uh, with the sorry I'm stumbling on my words maroon color or numbering and the, they still have the state flag on the shoulders and then the gloves are a good fit too the yellow gloves with the with the forks up yeah they're great 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 jerseys they never miss ever uh, again hardly ever miss if you haven't uh, taken a look do you know what the names of these jerseys are because they always give. They always give a name, and for some reason, I'm sure they're going to find it. Uh, yes. Yes? Richie. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, we might have lost a connection there for just a second, but um, uh, my question to you was, do you have the name of these jerseys by chance? If you didn't already say it, because they always give a name to these uniforms. Uh, I do. Are you ready? Yes. Tongue in cheek, they're playing in Vegas. These are the Golden Knight uniforms. That's right, the Golden Knight uniforms. Yep. Uh, so, if anyone who doesn't get that reference, that's the name of their hockey team that they have there that they've had for a couple seasons now. Uh, those those uniforms are definitely very sweet. What's interesting, and, and I know ASU always does a ton to their helmets, but I feel like this year more uh, often than not, I feel like they've done more with like like little designs on their helmets. Like, an example, this year they changed. Uh, sparky or this year they changed like the uh, something about the pitchfork a little bit. Like th- those are some of the big changes. I feel like that they always kind of make, uh, but it's this game. And there was another, it was like the, um, uh, the name for them was like their Aztec uniforms or something like that, uh, where they had a ton of small designs on the back of their helmet, similar to how they do with this one. The design is totally different, but as far as like uh, the detail goes, this is another one of those uniforms where, you just have to appreciate everything about it, especially all the little details that go with it. Yeah. I just love like they're, they're such a creative school when it comes to coming up with their uniforms in the last 10 years, at least since they, they had that deal that they signed. Is it with Under Armour? Right. I'm pretty sure it's Under Armour, but yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Wh- whoever it is. No, it's Adidas. I'm sorry. Adidas. It's right there on the, on the very front of the Jersey. Look, learn to read Richie, but anyways, the the jerseys that they've been able to come out with over the last 10 years, they just it truly is a great ploy for you to get get recruits to come to your school. They they just they do an outstanding job. Once again, great looking jerseys. And then what's Dion always say, Connor? You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. And for anyone listening that like for what Richie just said, where he talked about having good uniforms gets players to uh, your school. If anyone thinks that sounds ridiculous, I, I don't want to say you're, you're wrong because like, but every team that, that a specific student or athlete is choosing, they do it for different reasons, right? 
there are players coming out of high school who know they know their future is in the NFL. So they might be able to go to a blue blood school, go uh, be with a, a Nick Saban or, or somebody like that, or a big powerhouse school that has some of those ties to the NFL or has a history of putting kids in the NFL. And that's where they want to go. Uniforms be damned, right? It, teams like ASU, it's not that ASU hasn't had people be drafted, right? Even in just recent history, you have a guy like Brandon Ayuk not having the best sophomore season over with uh, the 49ers, but he was a first round pick. Uh, the year before that, you had Nikhil Harry, who was a first round pick. So it's not that ASU doesn't have uh, some of those players, but uh, there are kids out there who will choose a school specifically on their uniform. Uh, and that can even be like the deciding factor. If you are choosing between three different schools and some of the things that they're offering you, um, let, let's just even call it scholarship wise. If scholarships, even across the board, uh, maybe their future is not necessarily in the NFL. Maybe it could be. They they straight up could pick the school with the best looking uniforms. And unbiasedly, more often than not, that's going to be ASU over another school. Now, clearly, if we're looking at some of the recruiting classes, that's not the biggest factor for why somebody chooses a, a school. But Richie, really quick before we end up closing out this podcast here, uh, other favorite uh, uniforms from the season. I know you were a huge fan. I think it was against uh, BYU. That was the blackout uniforms. Yeah, those, uh, was that your favorite? Yeah, those blackout uniforms are probably my favorite. I mean, obviously, you can go back on our previous podcasts, which are all available from Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever they are. Me and Connor have talked about before our favorite jerseys from the season. I loved I loved the blackout jerseys, and I loved those maroon jerseys we had with the gold numbering. Those were probably my two favorites that we had this year. The gold numbering, was that, was that straight up like week one against uh... – Gosh, I can't remember who he played. It's been so long. Because uh, they 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 went with the yellow tops and the maroon pants um, for week one. Does that does that ring a bell? Uh, it does, but I'm talking like the maroon monsoon jerseys that we had. Okay. Uh, I was a huge fan of the of the Valley Heat reverse retro uniforms. Uh, those really solid. They, they brought Sparky back for those. I'm a huge sucker for Sparky, man. I, I just, I, I don't, it's like their new Pitchfork logo. It's definitely, it, it's still really solid. If I had to pick, I would still pick Sparky on uh, uh, as our logo. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I think probably earlier, like uh, early 2010s, there was a legal issue. I think and that's why they had to change that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but Sparky's great. So uh, they, they definitely had a lot of great uniforms this year. The blackout uniforms that we had mentioned earlier were really solid. Uh, that maroon look, I, I think, Richie, I'm looking at a picture of it now. Uh, definitely a, a fan of that one as well. So. Uh, hopefully that gives ASU a little bit more swagger and confidence as they go out against the Wisconsin Badgers for the Vegas Bowl. Uh, but thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure to come back tomorrow. We're going to be having uh, Donnie Druin on the podcast. If you haven't listened to him before, he's the expert from um, uh, all Sun Devils. He's the expert from all Sun Devils. All Sun Devils. Um, tweets a lot of great content during the basketball and football games. Pumps out a lot of great articles as well. Uh, so make sure we'll we'll talk about where you can follow him on Twitter. I know at Donnie Drew and it's his main Twitter handle for now. Uh, but you can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Connor Drios, at C Drios. You can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Locked On Sun Devils Twitter page. You can find us at LO underscore Sun Devils. Uh, and then we also have content that comes out Monday through Friday, specifically in our podcast. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. 
Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on right here with the Locked On Sun Devils podcast.